Welcome to the Hashtag Hope Wall Podcast with your host, Destiny Davies, proudly brought to you by The Solitude Project, bringing you conversations behind closed doors where others share their stories of love, hope, and inspiration, including the tools they have used to overcome adversities in this journey called life. To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Hey guys, it's Destiny here, and welcome to episode 13. They came in with guns and started shooting everyone. Introducing today's guest on the show, Giselle, who is originally from Iraq and has migrated not once, but twice to two different countries for the safety of her family and a brand new start. Thank you very much for joining us today, Giselle. We look forward to hearing part of your story. Tune in to hear more. So take us on your journey. So pretty much um, 11 years ago now, um, we had to leave home, Iraq. Um, it was very sad. It was challenging. It was a big decision for my parents to make. I obviously was really young. Um, but we left it because we couldn't live there because of our religion. We were Christians and we went locked there pretty much and that's sad and you know no one should be disliked or not allowed to live in the country because of their religion um once once for a time um our church we were at church on a sunday and we left church and then they were saying that our other church in a different suburb um, had people walk in there with guns and started shooting everyone and we lost a lot of people a lot of friends and families a lot of um, we lost two priests they were young and that was really big and challenging and my brother my older brother he was in the church he was involved in the church he was wanting to be a priest and studying to be a priest and when obviously that happened, he wasn't there, thank God. Otherwise, he would have been killed. But what happened to him, he had to go and help those people and the families that lost their beloved ones. And um, because he was helping those people, he started getting messages that if you don't leave the church, if you don't, um, if you don't, you know, if you stop being Catholic pretty much if you leave your religion um, you won't be killed but if you if you stay in the church we will kill you and he got those messages two and three times and he just ignored them because he really believed in what he was doing and he believed that he had to help those people and one day he was driving back from a hospital visiting someone some one of those people that got injured um, he got he got shot his car started getting like people started following him and shooting on his car and he he pretty much escaped by a miracle it was pretty full-on and my parents had no idea of what happened to him um so he drove in the church and then he told the priest of what happened to him 
priest told him that if you leave this church, you will literally be killed because now they know where you are. They know that they were following you. So you pretty much have to leave the country from here to the airport. And you could imagine, like, the priest telling my parents this story and how my parents are feeling, you know. They were, they were terrified. So they just booked him a ticket sent him to Lebanon and off you go on your own and like we didn't know what to do we're very like we're very close family there's only four members in that family so when one of them goes missing you know or like leaves to another country you don't know if you're gonna see him anymore I was so young and I was so attached to my younger brother and when he left I felt like I'm never gonna see him again so that's pretty much was the hardest thing for me and that idea got me really sick so I was I was so sick for like two weeks I refused to eat I refused to do anything and um and then my parents had to make the decision that you know she she can't live without her without her brother so my mom had to take me to Lebanon to see my brother and just going on the airport, they had to like give me injections so I can just hold myself up on, in the airplane. And I remember that moment when I saw my brother, it was just a crazy moment. You know, it's just like life got back to me, you know, I'm alive again. And um, yeah, so my dad had to leave everything. My mom had to leave um, her position, which she was like a a really successful position at work and you know my dad has his business and everything and yeah that all pretty much went to nothing and we had to go live in Lebanon moving to Lebanon was so much better but it was a lot harder leaving home because you're not home you know what I mean like you're just not where you are you're not used to being in this country and then yeah Lebanon was really good because we were accepted there we were treated as Catholics but the other thing is like you're not a citizen you don't have the right to buy a house you don't have the right to do anything you don't have the right to work you know so how else could you live and then um, we had my uncle's family that lived in Australia and they're like you should come to Australia and we heard about these like um, UN. They help people like come from from these countries to better countries like Australia or like they they take some people to America and Canada and they help them establish a new life. So we applied, and three years down the track, you know, we we got a permanent visa to to Australia. And when we came here, it was amazing because we had the house ready for us, furnished. Uh, the government helped us a lot. They take my parents to um, English school. They took me to a school. They helped my brother study. Um, but at the same time, with all of these establishing a new life in Lebanon and in Australia, and not doing it just once, doing it twice because after getting used to being in Lebanon and living in Lebanon you have to leave everything behind and still come to Australia that was a big challenge because you come here 
the simplest thing you can't you walk in the supermarket you, you don't know what are you doing what are you looking for and you just don't feel like you belong to this place even though you got all that help and you know it's it's a big challenge I miss home a lot even though I don't remember much of it I being a girl and growing up in Iraq wasn't fun for me because my parents were always too scared that you know something will happen to me if I leave the house so I had the driver that will pick me up from the house garage to the school and then from the school to the house garage I'd never go shopping I would not see the streets you know the only place I would look forward to going is the church on Sunday for a couple of hours with my parents I never got to like go out with friends and experience their childhood things. Exactly. Or play play in the streets with kids or go with my school friends and buy an ice cream. I never got to, to experience these things, you know? So and also going to school I was discriminated and not loved because I was Christian. I was weird because I didn't have the hijab wrapped around my head. And if I would like, if I if I would go have, touch something that belongs to a girl, she'd go like, "No, don't touch my stuff. You're Christian. You're dirty." And obviously, now looking back at those things, how would these kids know that I'm Christian and I'm dirty? It's it's a mentality of the people. It's their family that tells them these things. It's that that a family mentality, and obviously, this mentality is growing with their kids. And it's it's ugly in Iraq, you know. I, I saw things I should have not seen when I was a child. And no matter what I do, I still get flashback of these things, you know. Seeing people dead on the road, killed on the road, you know. A dead body with blood and wool around it. It's just ugly. There's things that you can't wipe from your memories. And still till now, people are discriminated and killed and don't have the right to live the simplest right they don't have it like they can't go to a hospital and make sure that they're going to be treated nicely some some people are suffering you know like they can't send their kids to school and the problem is it's not the country or the government anymore it's the mentality it's people's hearts and minds has changed and oh i think it's just it's gonna be so hard to to change this now it's too late to change it it's just it's just ugly it's not nice it's not fair you know if if you're in a country where there's a lot a majority of the people are a certain religion you know you shouldn't you shouldn't discriminate other people that don't believe in that religion. I got nothing against any religion, you know. I and I don't believe there's any religion in the world that says kill this person because he doesn't believe in your religion or don't treat this person nicely or, you know, hurt this person's feeling. There is no such a thing, you know. It's just it's just sad. I mean, I am where I am now, and I wish I can do more to the people that live there, help them change their mentality, or even the people that 
uh, Christians and living in Iraq and going through what we went through, I wish I could help them. But how do you do that? You know, the, the only thing you can do is try and deliver a message and hope that people will eventually listen and learn this is the wrong way. That's exactly what you're doing here today. You're I hope doing so. that on this platform, which I don't know if you know how many people you're going to reach. I mean, you educated me. I've never actually met somebody who's gone through, I know of these things, but I've never met somebody personally who has gone through these things and opened up and shared or been willing to share that in the moment that I was told to actually approach you and then I got to hear part of the story. I thought, wow, a lot more people need to hear what that's like from that perspective because we see things on TV, but sometimes it doesn't always hit you until you know somebody. So I think um, what you're doing right now is very powerful and I'm thankful that you're able to help educate the rest of us. You are making a difference just by doing this one thing. You walk with that each and every day. And I know you don't have a sign that says, I've done all these, you know, I've seen these things, but you're doing it right now. So thank you. I know it's not easy for you. It's not easy to open up. up and share that. Sometimes like these, these bad memories and all these things, things I've seen in my childhood which is there's a lot more things that I pretty didn't mention today and I always get a flashback these these are like hidden somewhere inside me and it's not easy to dig deep and open up because like no matter what you do and no matter how far in life you move you still miss home and you still want to go back to that place but wish it's it's a better place now but I just my message to everyone that listens to this podcast is respect everyone no matter of their religion no matter of their race and just love people people are people and we're all the same no matter of what we believe in and no matter what we do just treat people kindly that's what we need. We need more kindness and peace in this world. I could have said it better myself, but it's absolutely true what you said. That is the reason for this podcast, and that is the reason why you are here today. Thank, Thank you, you so Destiny. much for sharing your story with us. If anybody else would like to send any messages to our interviewee today please feel free to let me know and i will pass it on but thank you so much for your time thanks destiny it's a pleasure for me to do this with you thanks for giving me the opportunity if you were going through something similar i would encourage you to reach out If you have recently migrated from overseas, I would suggest looking up different community groups or cultural organizations. You can do this by Googling your city and the local council in that particular region and contact community services or give them a call. They will be able to help point you in the right direction to help make that transitional process as smooth as possible. Thank you for listening to the Hashtag Hope Wall podcast with your host, Destiny Davies. Check out our messages on Hashtag Hope Wall via thesolitudeproject.com.